Hey, we're talking about last pass on soybeans, that thing you do, that very last thing you do to salvage or produce great big yields. That's what we're talking about here at Temple Roads and our friend from Ag Explorer. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. More than just a podcast, it's the place for insights and information you can apply immediately to your farming operation for increased success. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Ag Explorer with innovative products that improve fertilizer efficiency, protect yield potential, and reduce stress. Ag Explorer helps growers maximize field potential. Find out how Ag Explorer can help you get more out of your crop at agexplorer.com. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Well, greetings and welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. We're talking about the last pass on soybeans in particular. Uh, Temple's doing quite a bit of work with products from Ag Explore. We've got Adrian Boyd, who is a sales agronomist for Ag Explore. We're talking about that, particularly as it relates to soybeans. But Temple does also use, and he's got even trials going uh, on corn with AgX products, and he also uh, has used it on wheat. So let's talk about the soybeans, because that's what Adrian mostly was excited about, and I would think that uh, we want to get to that. So here it is. We're recording this the first week of August. Take me from here, what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, and what the results you think you're going to see. So I've been lucky enough to, you know, work with AgX for now. This is my second year, and I've come to like a bunch of their products. Um, last year, I took a, a a full dive into their portfolio and I got to use a lot of it and I put a lot of it on um, all of my acres. Well, one of the things that I've been doing for years is, you know, going back in late season, you know, after R4 and soybeans and we'll put a heavy load in there with a bunch of different products and we're driving yield and we're, we've obtained big yields in corn, soybeans, and wheat, but, you know, I guess I'm kind of been a little bit of a soybean guy per se. I don't know why I get labeled like that, but I've done fairly decent in this and it, it's actually spun off in our irrigated acres instead of me just trialing and, um, and, and, and getting some response. This late season pass at this R4.5 to R5, which everybody else have taken off and gone to the beach, it's become part of my standard practice. And I can go right through, you know, exactly what we use, why we use it, and all of that. All right. So at R5, you think most people decide, ah, man, it's done. It's here we are. We're only what, a month, five weeks out, five weeks, maybe six? I mean, you got six weeks probably, but I mean, like I said, we're, we're in that between R4 and R5 and most people make that pass at like, um, they'll do like maybe a PGR fungicide and insecticide. Some do a micro pack. Some don't do a micro pack, um, at that R2 to three. And after that's done, that's it. They're yeah, just, right. they, they, they're going to ride it out. All right, so I want to hear what you put on, but I also want to hear from the agronomist here. Uh, is he waiting too late? Is he doing, we call him, he's one of the Syndit twins with Chad Henderson. Uh, he never met a product or a pass he didn't think that you should go ahead and do. So uh, is he overdoing it, Adrian? Well, I think, you know, when we start talking about PGRs, what we're looking at is extending that grain field period. Um, and you know, Temple's probably pushing things a little bit more than what some guys are. We're running a lot of that uh, PGR, that R3 period, but what we're trying to do is extend that grain field. So, you know, what Temple's saying is correct in that a lot of guys are giving up on that maybe too late. 
and you know if we're trying to extend that grain field we're looking at more nutrient uptake uh pushing that plant and trying to uh increase you know yield see a return on our investment that we're putting out there with these pgr so you know i don't there's uh opportunity there for sure to, to continue to push those beans maybe when we're uh, you know some guys have already kind of kind of finished out for the year well he called it r four and a half to r5 i think he was sort of like maybe a little embarrassed to say he's going out there at r5 because people are like what in the hell is he wasting his money doing that for but the reality is it must be paying off he's got he's set records and he's he gets big you know temple gets big yields so i don't think this is all just some you know, silly, silly activity. It's, it's working. So answer me this, the stuff you're putting on in this last pass, which is going to be here pretty soon is going to be what? So we're going to add uh, octane, which is their sugar product. We're going to add um, their PGR, which is on max, which is a reproductive um, uh, PGR. One of the things that I, the person for the, for the person for the person that's tuned into this episode for the first time that they've ever been on extreme ag pgr equals plant growth regulator and yeah. the, the i never even knew what that was till i started working with extreme ag a couple of years ago why would you want to regulate the growth of a plant when it's trying to get down the home stretch just curious it really should be called a plant growth stimulator to be honest with you, it shouldn't be called a regulator because it doesn't really regulate things. So let me just tell you why I do each one of these products and I'll go through each one of the products. So one, I'm using the sugar, sugar yep. drives energy, right? Yep. Um, but one, you know, when we talk about the, the onward max, their PGR, when you put a PGR on there, it's it's plant growth hormones and you're giving it something and you're kind of making that plant do something at that point that it normally wouldn't do. So you're creating a reaction and you're stimulating this response and then you got to be willing to do a bunch of the other stuff you know, with putting some uh, high phosphorus, uh, like a, their charge product, it's a high phosphorus blend of micro. And when you add all these things together, you know, strike NXT, which is a potassium acetate, it's got humix in it. You, when you do all these things together, it adds to the weight. But when you put Onward Max in there, their PGR, plant growth regulator, you can actually make that plant rebloom again at the growth point and when and you can do, do and, that and wait real quickly uh adrian why do i want that to bloom a second time well i mean more blooms equals more fruit and uh, more fruit equals more yield so you know and, and like temple saying there and trying to to, to influence i mean we're trying to generate weight as much weight as we can because at the end of the day weight's what we're selling yeah yeah you're selling pounds everybody talks about bushels we're selling pounds on the truck so are those blooms the second ones that he gets by using the the onward max are they going to time out i mean is it, in other words do they catch up with everything else or are they behind i mean are they still green when the other stuff's drying down or i mean it just seems like it's a little bit off cycle when it goes back into what he's saying about trying to push that plant i mean you want to keep that plant healthy happy um you know what we're trying to do with some of the products you know, with something like a charge, you know, high phosphorus micro pack, you know, we're trying to keep the gas pedal pushed on that thing. You know, oh, we're right. wanting, it's got a nice root system on it for a reason. We're not trying to replace soil fertility 
we're trying to push the gas pedal on that thing for it to finish out just as strong as it can. So I guess my question is, is it off cycle and does it end up catching up? And you're pretty much saying, yeah, it's going to, it'll be just fine. Yeah. You may not turn every one of those blooms into a harvestable pod, right? but you're definitely increasing uh, the chances um, versus not using something like, you know, a, a PGR. And it, it was interesting when I came on, uh, with Ag Explorer and PG, you know, talking about a PGR, uh, because we were in the South, a lot of guys referenced that to cotton and, uh, you know, just a lot of education around some of these products, uh, because people, you know, automatically think, yeah, I've got some tall beans that let me spray them with a PGR. And that's not what we're trying to, to influence here at all. We're trying to trick that plant into going from a vegetative mode and really pushing its energy into reproductive yeah and and that is by the way i mean kelly spoke about that and at least a, more than a year ago about the pgrs he does want his beans to not become six foot tall because then they fall over and all that so plant growth regulator does actually do regulation and i i think you should speak to it adrian also what i've learned with you guys is there's two kinds of plant growth regulator. There's a kind to be used during a vegetative cycle. There's a time to be used during the reproductive cycle of the plant. And if you mix those up, you're, you're going to do yourself some harm. That's correct. Yeah. You're looking at some of the, um, some of the um, percentages of, of the product that we've got in each one of those uh, stimulating root and shoot growth is what we're looking at trying to achieve uh, early on in the season, whether we're putting something, you know, in furrow or over the top and maybe a post herbicide, and in late season, you know, we're looking at a different blend of um, some of those choline chlorides and uh, different products that we've got in there. Then to what just what Temple was speaking about a minute ago, we're trying to influence that plant to do something that it typically uh, or, or create an indicator in there that it typically wouldn't do that's going to, you know, influence the yield. Pimple Roads, you said octane, which is a sugar. You do that for energy to make sure that the plant finishes out strong, I think is what you were saying. Onward Max is, yeah. uh, you call it a plant growth regular, which is really a plant growth stimulant. And that's because it gives you a second set of blooms, which can then become yeah. flowers, which become then pods, which become beans, which become weight, and then upward. What's the product upward do for you? Why do you put it? So upward is, um, it's three products mixed together. It's their Inferno product, which Inferno is a humic fulvic mix. Um, Octane is already in that, um, in that mix too. And it's Prevent XT. Prevent XT is a, a phosphorus solubilizer. You got it. So, um, so what? Wait, wait, hey, hey, wait. Let's look. Adrian, what in the hell did he just say? Solubilizer. Solubilizer? Yes. Soluble, yes. Soluble, <laughs> a soluble By the way, I, Temple's a good talker, but he has a few little things he stumbles with. Apparently, solubilizer, and then the word water. He still calls it water. Yeah, it's water. 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 It's. It's. Hey, we're out here in the Chesapeake Bay. There's water everywhere. They're like, there's what? There's people wording this. There's water. Anyway, yeah. It's water. What's a solubilizer do, Adrian? So what we're doing in that is either freeing up phosphorus that we've got in the soil or creating a, a, a particle there that's going to bind up um, some, some of those charges in the soil to allow phosphorus to be more freely available to the plant. Um, so in season, you're able to free up some of that phosphorus maybe that you've got uh, with higher indexes in the soil. Okay, and the person that's not as agronomically versed, 
it it doesn't it doesn't it's not got the phosphorus in it it makes the plant get it phosphorus that's more it makes phosphorus more available to plant that's in the soil is that more available more efficient what you're putting you know even uh, in products that you're applying it's making it uh pee more available to the plant more is it one of the isn't one of the things that we've learned you know between the, the, the algae blooms in uh, lake uh, erie and the over usage of phosphates that isn't that kind of one of the things in the last 10 years we've discovered we might have enough phosphates in many cases there it's just making them available isn't that kind of uh, is that the gist of this product yeah definitely i think um you know i think there's a lot of room with these products to be more definitely more efficient with driving them in the plant and as we learn about that then i think you know, we can help growers to be uh, more mindful or, or more understanding and how they could use some of these products to um, maybe tweak some of the rates on what they're using and, and get that uh, maybe a higher percentage of what they're putting in the soil actually in the plant yeah. versus, um, you know, building high peat levels and then erosion and things like that where we run into some, to some issues with water quality. So Temple, you got, uh, we got the octane sugar. We got the onward max plant growth stimulant regulator. We got the upward, which is a humic and a fulvic. It's also got uh, some of the elements of octane in it, which is more sugar. And it's also got the solubilizer, which helps make stuff more available, particularly pea. Is there anything well, else? We'll usually use the, uh, we'll generally use the upward up front, you know, in the beginning edge where we can drive a bunch of that stuff into the plant. Mainly what we're doing on our next pass is um, sugar, last pass. octane, last, pea, last the, last, the last pass, sorry, the last pass is a sugar for energy, which is their octane product, a PGR, which is onward max because it's a reproductive PGR. We'll use Inferno because it's a humic fulvic blend. It'll help get things into the plant. We'll use a high phosphorus um uh, micro pack, which is theirs, is called Charge. That's one I use on everything. Um, the reason that we're trying to use a high phosphorus in there, two things: um, seventy-five percent of the the crops needs for phosphorus are in the reproductive stages, and we don't have enough at the end. And that's one thing that we're thinking that is getting is driving a lot of yield is trying to put a high phos micro pack in the end because they're so efficient. You know, we can drive them into the plant. And the last thing that we put in there is a potassium acetate, which there's a Strike NXT, um, their potassium acetate. And it also has some humix and fulvics in there to help kind of buffer a little bit of that salt load that we're going to be putting out there. That's a big help. Um, so that's basically the main components. And then, of course, we're going to put a, a, a fungicide in there to keep it healthy. And we're going to put an insecticide in there to keep it healthy. You I, know, understand we don't the want I understand the insecticide. To... Help me out. Potassium acetate, Adrian, what's the purpose of that? Uh, potassium, you know, is one of the main drivers in yield. A soybean plant uses a very, um, I don't have the numbers right here in front of me, but they're using a, it's using a high load of, potash um, during the season so if we can drive some of that potassium acetate being the most available form of potassium in a foliar application to kind of help supplement that keep it going um, and finish strong during the season so damien let me just add to what what um adrian's saying so we've looked at years and years past of our you know our own 
uh, data on our own tissue samples and whether it's corn, soybeans, wheat, it doesn't matter what it is. There's this big curve where we know that potassium is in the plant, it's in the plant, it's in the plant. And then when you get into the red vegetable, reproductive stages it's this huge drop off and when you get in the grain fill it drops way way low and the reason is because it's driving that potassium into the, to build that grain and that grain is going to add more weight so one of the things that we started adding is we started adding a bunch of potassium acetate ahead of the curve so in all of our r stages when we go across the field we're putting a strike nxt in there because we're trying to drive a little more potassium in the plant a little more potassium in the plant and it's driving a lot of weight into that plant so uh, or into that seed so that's one of the things that that you know we picked up on years and years ago watching our own data watching our own tissue samples and watching what they're trying to do and trying to be proactive not reactive this last pass which is what number four across the soybeans number three. oh it's quite a few yeah okay it's quite a few at least four uh it's probably more than that but yes at least four all right it may be your fifth uh can you give me an idea on what you're spending per acre this this particular pass right here that we just talked about last year, um, Adrian and I got together and we made a visit to Heath Cutrell down in Chesapeake, Virginia, and um, we looked at all of his uh, all of his um, acres and we decided on you know to use basically my program on it, and I think we were about thirty three thirty four dollars an acre. Wasn't that what it was, Adrian? It was about somewhere similar close to that. Yeah, what we were putting in the charge, um, some nitro ultra in there to pick up the micronutrients um, out of that, and that strike NXT, which we we had to reformulate that a little bit this year to XR5KSB, um, which has actually got a higher load of potassium acetate in it, with still picking up the sulfur and boron right, so, on that. So. so this is thirty. And by the way, I didn't hear. Does this have micronutrients in it? This the last pass. You don't need them. Well, each one of those, you know, the charge and the strategy NXT, there's a little bit of things in that as well. There's there's some micros in it, not a real, real heavy load. Um, we actually used Nitro Ultra last year, which is their heavy-duty micronutrient package. We use that as well um, in a bunch of these different blends. Um, where we used it last year on Heath's um, uh, ground, his soybeans, he picked up, you know, 10, 11 bushels, what he told us. Yeah. So 10, 11 bushels selling them at $12 way outweighed that 30 couple dollars. Yeah, right. 120, um, 120 bucks versus uh, 120 bucks of meat for $34 to spend plus some time. All right. So this last pass, um, you're going to be doing it here soon, R5. And then uh, the we covered everything that's in there. Uh, question for you. You're you're convinced that uh, you are a intensive manager of say your soybeans. And there's some people that say, you know, it's just soybeans. I focus on corn. Why would when, you, when, if, I, if you can get when, it's just like we talked about in a previous recording, it ain't sexy. Okay. Soybeans aren't supposed to be sexy. I don't care. Money is sexy. And so if you can get a hundred dollars yeah. return on a $34 investment, I'm there every day. 
I can tell you time and time again, when we make applications of soybeans, and if it's the right application, we can get way bigger return on our investment than we mm -hmm. can with corn. If you make up something that's, you know, two or three bushels in corn, which sometimes is, is a lot. Well, a lot of these little things that we're picking up here, it's two or three bushel here, a bushel here, you know, that's a big dollar value when it's $12 versus $7 corn or $5 corn, corn, you know, like last year or $5 corn. Like I you, like soybeans because I'm kind of lazy. I would like the idea that I only have to haul one third as much crap. I mean, I don't have to try to drive to the grain terminal so often because, you know, uh, I, I get less stuff per acre and more dollars per bushel. They taught me a long time ago, it's better to make more dollars per hour and work less hours than to make less dollars per hour and work a whole bunch of hours. I think that's the when you look at soybeans is kind of how maybe we should be thinking that way. I mean, soybeans sometimes are a little bit more drought tolerant. You know, when when, when we're talking about using PGRs and furrow and some of the stuff that we've done with the testing on soybeans and furrow, we can actually build this massive root system that you would never think a soybean plant can actually make. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're way more drought tolerant. They take, as far as on our irrigated acres, they take, I mean, not even... 30% of what our corn takes. So, um, you know, less cost involved in that as well. Like when you're talking about an all over ROI, seems pretty sexy to me. I'm going to leave it right there. His name's Temple Rhodes, uh, one of the big cheeses with Extreme Ag. I'm just the host of this episode and all the episodes of Cutting the Curve. If you have not heard and watched them, I encourage you. It's an audio where you get your favorite podcast. It's also a video available at the ExtremeAg.farm site and also on Acres TV. These are free to watch, free to listen to. You can learn and up your farming game. The idea when we called it cutting the curve was we're cutting your learning curve, shortening your learning curve to great information to help you make more money on your farming operation. Hundreds of these episodes have been recorded and also hundreds of in-field videos. Guys like Temple Shoot. We're very grateful to have business partners like Adrian Boyd come in and share their expertise. He's an agronomist. And he just told you some stuff uh, about growing better soybeans. He's also very tired because he's been running around the field days all day today. And he's been up since four. It's not just farmers that like to care about the time they wake up. It's also sales agronomists. Anyway, <laughs> till next time, thanks for being here, Adrian. Thank you. All right. And on behalf of Temple Roads, I'm Damian Mason with Extreme Ice Cutting the Curve. Thanks for listening to another edition of Cutting the Curve. For more insights and information that you can apply to your farming operation, visit extremeag.farm. Are your crops stressed out? Ag Explorer has you covered with a full line of products designed to reduce crop stress and improve yields. Check out agexplore.com and start protecting your yields and profits.